This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Swedish classic rock supergroup, the Night Flight Orchestra, featuring members of Soilwork and Arch Enemy, have released their fourth album, Sometimes the World Ain't Enough, out now via Nuclear Blast. Visit NuclearBlast.com to get the album on various formats. Once again, visit NuclearBlast.com to get the fourth record from the Night Flight Orchestra. The world ain't enough on various formats. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's uh, your host, uh, Petter Speich. I am always joined by... Hey, you dirty son of a bitch. This is Brandon Gooch Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at yourbuddygooch. Or at clintestwood.com, right? And... <laughs> if you're a dirty son of a bitch, don't follow me. But for you clean son of a bitches, this is Jocelyn Sharp, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp. Uh, that's a rarity. Clean sons of bitches. It's a rarity. It's a, it's a rarity. And you can follow me, guys, at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. This week, guys, we are talking to the great, the legendary Devin Townsend. Uh, Devin Townsend Projects, uh, I don't know if it's its final release, but they are releasing the um, Ocean Machine Live at the H&Roman Roman Theater. It's out July 6th, three CD set, two DVD set. Guys, I've had a chance to listen to this record. It is beautiful. It's almost three hours of content. It's just a great presentation. Do not do not, do not, not pre-order this record today. That's a lot of... Uh, okay, when what, you said do not, not. Do not, not. That, not then all of a sudden, you kind of like cross yourself out. Yeah, you did a double yeah, negative. Did, yeah. Guys, pre-order this record today. <laughs> it's, it is beautiful. I am, I've been living with it for a week, and it's going to take me the whole month to, to truly appreciate it. So, And then this week, guys, we are about a week behind because of the passing of Vinnie Paul. We had to do that episode last week, a very special and sad one. So this week, we want to talk about something happy and positive, and that is the best records that we've heard so far. The first six months of 2018 is behind us, so we're going to talk about our favorite records so far this year. Not the best of the year but what we think you guys got to hear before we move on to the second half of uh, 2018 and to start that off that one of the first records i got this year that just blew my mind corrosion conformity no cross no crown um Brandon, can they go wrong can they go wrong dude can pepper keenan go wrong dude i he he to me is is possibly I don't know. I don't want to say it, but it's he's just possibly too many, my favorite guitar player. Too out many there, man. tasty blues riffs. Yeah, that's what he does. It's all nasty. the way through, dude. Yeah. It's just nasty. It's just dirty I and like grungy. It. Mm-hmm. It's like the type of people that I want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just dirty. <laughs> your buddy Gooch, your buddy Gooch, yeah. sons of bitches. I hate you. Stop it. But I mean, <laughs> every song on, on the record is just and and the and usually I'm not a big fan of the segues. You know that that the little little instrumentals, yeah. but but uh. With COC, they always seem to do it so interesting. There's like four or five on this. They're record the only band that I like that, that, that does pulls it. that off. There's a few of them that pull it off for me, know. but like uh, the songs besides the segues are just absolutely, like you said, all killer all the time. I like how you just jump from the segue. You do like oh, totally, you know, the songs, whatever. But the segues, you guys, open your ears and soak in the way they go between song to song, and then when you get a chance, listen to the songs. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best records of the year for sure, guys. Absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't had a, a chance on that, we're going to play a track off it right now. This one is called Cast the First Stone. Ah! 
All right, guys. Like we said, tasty, tasty, tasty mm-hmm. riffs. Next record, powerhouse of a band. We think probably th- one of the most important latter day releases of of their career. We're talking about Judas Priest's Firepower. Now, for me, there's a stock Judas Priest song at this point because they have so many records out, and I feel like maybe the first three or four tracks are that on this record, and then what they do by track six or seven is they change the game up and they really, really crush it. Now, um, but what do you think, Han? Well, I think you're right about, you're right how it like started off with like the classic Judas Priest. It's got that classic, I don't, stock is a bad word, right? I don't mean like stock, but it's got like the classic The classic, songs, yeah, the songs that were and all. And then it kind of transitions halfway through to all, I really like the second half more. Well, that's what yeah. they did. They grew with the times. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that I do appreciate in a band that's, especially a trend-setting band like Judas Priest. Like, if you could grow with the times. You know, and the thing is, though, too, it's not like Rob Halford can hit those notes like he used to. No. You know? So, I mean, they definitely have to tune it down a little bit more for him, but it definitely sounds a little harder, a little more crunchy, you know? But to have been around as long as they have and to evolve it all is phenomenal. That's what I'm getting at, you know? It's a record that, after it's done, I want to play it again. Well, I mean, when you... It's like one of those. When you look at Halford, just his body of work, I mean, it's like he had Judas Priest, then he had two, then he had Halford, and it was like, those were... All three of those bands were completely different from one another. Yeah. You know? And so, so somebody that's as comfortable with themselves as an artist to allow themselves to expand and, you know, really try something new and not have that fear of trying to make everyone happy. I mean, that just tells you why he's called the metal God. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's just a no bullshit fucking just, priest record. I just dude. wanted to go let's, put on some go. assless chaps and fucking rock. Dude. Yeah. I really wanted to hairspray my bangs. <laughs> you meant fuck, fucking rock, not fuck and rock. Fuck and rock. Well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then now when I'm thinking about it, me and assless chaps and I bring up the word fucking, I'm like, that means yeah. I'm getting, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. definitely mm, on bottom. Mm. <laughs> Firepower. Next yeah. record. <clears throat> You're definitely a Yeah. And then you said firepower. Fire really? Yeah. That's the name of the record. Yeah. No, I know. No, but the way you were just like, yeah, he's like, you're on the bottom. Firepower. I'm like, Jesus Christ. How bad am I getting ruined? Oh, you're a power. He's, he's applying your power bottom. It was a compliment. It was. Next record, guys, uh, is the latest from Tribulation. If you guys haven't heard down below, uh, we got to interview them earlier this year. But this record is uh, probably going to make a lot of uh, end of the year lists. F- fantastic record. This band keeps putting out such creative material I, I, when you see them live their show is also what kind of makes the record uh, strive even more so if you haven't heard that that's the next one on our list is tribulation down below make sure you guys do hear that next album on our list harikari for the sky this record they put out earlier this year it's called arson such a new unique record two-piece band i don't know who to Which even is- compare them to any like at this point like yeah. there's so much stuff out there that you you want to say it's like a post black metal but it's really not but a two-piece band though. and it's a yeah. thrashy sound yeah just such a unique sound they really they really kind of i can't even post where they're supposed to go in the subgenre so yeah. with that guys um we're gonna play a track off that record if you guys haven't heard that one because we didn't interview them and we didn't do a lot of coverage on them so here's guys here's harikari for the sky off the record arson this track is called manifesto
guys next record so is the latest from yob our raw heart phenomenal this is one of those records that's just beautiful it's emotional it's got everything you want uh the growth of this band in the last two records this one's hard to talk about it's one you just have to put your ears on guys so make sure you get out there check out yob our raw heart next record between the bear to me's first out of the two-parter automata one we're not going to talk about the two-parter. We're going to keep it to the records that are actually out there. You can get your mitts on. Um, Automata 1 is, is just a great between the Barry and me. I know it's a, a two-part record, and a lot of people will see that as a, as a one record. How do you guys feel about that? I, 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 it's I'm two good records. With the, it's, it's two, two records. records. Yeah. If you release them on separate times, yeah. it's, it's like, what's the point? It's right. two records. Right. Yeah. So I'm counting Automata 1 right now as a huge, fantastic record. Every song on here, they have one segue on there, but every song on this 
first record. No, it's just out of the fucking the park. Segways compared. Welcome to, to the Segway Hour. See, <laughs> Segway on auto, the Segway on Automata One was useless. Yeah. <laughs> you got to you got to. But see how them. were the songs? <laughs> Dude, the songs are phenomenal. Not important. Segways, anyways. And, and I saw them live um, recently, like yeah, you were saying. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the songs live that they played off here, just great. It's produced yeah. very, very well. It's it's just an excellent record. This band just there's something to be they said. They can't do no wrong ever for me. They really can't. But like, but like what you're saying, they're though, really toning it. There is something about an album where the arrangement just makes it a thousand times better. You know, yeah. yeah. There's something for me in bands like Between the Buried and Me. I've been listening to them for, I don't know, almost a decade now, I feel like. Yeah, it's a long time. They've been around for, since 2000 yeah, something, too. Yeah, it's been a long yeah. time. I started listening to them in high school, no longer than a decade. But uh, <laughs> I it's it, I know I really like a band when I will find an album, and I'll like that album. And it's very rare that I continue to follow a band. There's very few bands. I mean, I know a lot of people have hundreds of bands they follow throughout their entire discography, but I only have you know, 20 or 30 that I followed. And these, this is one of those bands that I just, I have to, regardless of what's going on, I have to stop and I have to listen to that album because I know it's going to be good. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering what you were doing over there. I, I I try to, there is a mosh pit at the between the buried and me show, but when the songs are 10 minutes long and they're only like half and you don't have the cardio endurance. I got to tell you, no, they don't. I'll run around. I'm like, everybody stops during the slow part. I'm like, we can, we can bounce off each other during millions. Fools. Dude, Pete, Pete jogs. So he's got the, cardio oh, for, oh, for, for, for my, I will tell you this just speaking on, Mashi, on, a, on a side note there was somebody that put this you know how they they take uh they'll take basically you know mosh pits and they'll put like a funny song over it yeah it was hollow notes and they had all these guys slam dancing so like you know how we're not allowed to mosh anymore like yeah. security gets involved yeah. dude these guys that are slam dancing probably the funniest thing like Somebody like I would rather just stand still and watch the band. Yeah, exactly. The day. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, it's just them standing still, imagining their dads in front of them swinging west and yeah. right. It's like take that, dad. You know, sometimes you get too excited when you hear that riff live. I yeah, get it. I get it. Sometimes you're just like, I can't. I get stand it. Right but you, now. but it, but I also feel like you look like you're very behind in an aerobics Dude, class. That's what I'm getting at, right? <laughs> it's like everybody. It's like everybody in the mosh pit stopped moshing, and then everybody did like a gym class where everyone's like, all right, stick your guys, stick your hands. Hands out vertically. Now put them in the little circles. Make sure you have room. Hold it's, your core in when you hail Satan. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it's like, dude, what happened? Like, it's amazing. This is the first generation. I will say this. This is the first generation. Like, Pete and I's generation, right? We're the first generation that I think when we look look back on the younger kids, we're just like, wow, what a bunch of, you're nice, you're, you're pussies. You know you're what I mean? You're not like, the first generation to think that. No. I, I, I'm pretty sure you're not. But I'm just saying no, because the thing is, we're just of that age. All I'm saying now. is when my parents were coming up and they would see me come home with like scratches and stuff from mosh pits, they're like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You know, that was at least scary well, to that them. that just says that Someone's, your parents are pussies. That doesn't mean that. Dude. <laughs> My mom will knock you the fuck out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's just, it's, and the thing is, it's not the kid's fault. It's just. It's evolved it's, to a point where it's too weird yeah. for us to even comprehend. Yeah. We, can't, we can't make rational sense of it because we came from a place where oh, it was man. organic and now they're taking something that was organic and trying to make it safe. It's just, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, just getting blindsided <laughs> by a perfect stranger. I mean, there was a brotherhood oh, in that, God. you know? Yeah. And now it's just like, everyone yeah. dance. Yeah. Like, mm, Nothing care. like the free drinks after getting a black eye in a mosh pit as Thank a girl. 
you. <laughs> Tell you what? Why'd you say thank you for that? Well, <laughs> she got a black eye. Sometimes I put on a skirt and try to get a black eye and get a drink. It was worth know? it to not pay twelve dollars for That's a tour's life, dude. Seriously, twenty six dollars for a tall boy? Get out of here! I, I just I don't like it because I feel like somebody's gonna give themselves a black eye to get free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we just gave some sort of wrong secret trade yeah. thing that it's we like should we, keep in house here. Yeah, for some reason, yeah, we just I basically feel we shouldn't do that. We just we just told everybody to basically gone girl themselves and then uh, hurt themselves. Metal sucks does not endorse violence against women. Thank you. Or, or against yourselves. Or against yourselves. <laughs> no matter how no matter how many times you cut Slayer into your forearms, and it's I, not a I good idea. I want to make it clear that I didn't like run into people's fists. It just <laughs> happened sometimes. Yeah. I wasn't like aiming my face. And, <laughs> and they didn't hit her on purpose. It was a height disparity. Yeah, yeah we were in a mosh pit. Yeah. yeah, maybe an elbow in the yeah. eye. That'll happen. Yeah. Next record. <laughs> <laughs> no segues. <laughs> no segues on this show. All right, Dan. Uh, a flawless record, I think, on every level. The Atlas Moth, Coma noir i'm just gonna play the fucking song and i mean this record is perfect to me here's a track off the new record by the atlas moth here's the title track coma noir
fucking awesome. God damn, that song's so great. All right, guys. So before our interview with Devin Townsend, this July, progressive metal band Redemption will release their seventh full-length Long Night's Journey into Day via Metal Blade Records. With guest musicians Chris Polland and Simone Mularoni, this is the first album since the departure of vocalist Ray Adler. And features the debut of Evergrey vocalist Tom England. Pre-order Long Night's Journey into Day now at metalblade.com slash Redemption, once again, Redemption's Long Night's Journey in today. Pre-order it now, metalblade.com slash redemption. And here is my interview, guys, with the mighty Devin Townsend. Everybody, what's going on? Hey, it's Petter with the Metal Sucks podcast. On the phone, Devin Townsend. We're here to talk about the Devin Townsend project. I don't know if it's the last release you're going to do under that monkey ear, but uh, Ocean Machine Live at the Ancient Roman Theater in Bulgaria. That is going to be out July 6th, and you can pre-order it now on InsideOutMusicShop.com. Now, Devin, um, back in yeah, just this year, I want to say in 2018, you did say that you are disbanding the uh, Devin Townsend project. Is that is that correct? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that um, it took a lot of consideration, but, um, you know, I think there's a shelf life for every band on some level. At least there is for me because I tend to draw a lot of my inspiration from from what's going on in my uh, in my personal life or what have you. And after a certain amount of time, I just uh, I uh, I want to do something different, I guess. Well, I mean that's that's fair. I mean, so is this going to be the last project you think you will put out under that, or do you think there's still some other things because you well, have a lot of work going on? Is there some other things that may be released? I think I heard a quote the other day I really liked where. Um, basically the gist of it was if you're progressing as a person or as an artist, you're going to contradict yourself constantly. So I'm going to say, um, a wholehearted, maybe ultimately, ultimately it's a hard decision to make because of course there are people that I care about and, um, we had done a lot of work together that had, uh, pushed, uh, the brand that I guess is me ahead uh, in a lot of ways. Ultimately, what I do creatively, the whole purpose of it is for me to uh, accurately articulate where I'm at in life. And each stage of life that you go through, each year that goes by, essentially, brings into your world like a whole new scope of experiences and uh, you know emotions and and interests and things that are no longer of interest to you and what have you. And, and it's a, an unfortunate situation, I think specifically for the labels and for people that I choose to play with, because it often appears as if you're, you're just constantly changing your mind. But ultimately, regardless of whether or not it appeals to the audience, regardless of whether or not it appeals to the trajectory that the brand has been um, working towards, to not follow what it is that I want to do is to be in direct opposition to the, the whole creative process in the first place. I mean, it's convenient to be able to um, identify what it is that your brand represents publicly and then try and hone in on that so you can um, capitalize on it. But ultimately, I mean, I just get really bored of that. And, um, after touring for as long as I had with DTP, like last year we did hundreds of shows, you end up, your your inspiration, I think, creatively 
ends up being in a vacuum. And, and what you end up writing about is just the band, you know? And um, now that I'm firmly in middle age, there's a lot of things that have changed in my, um, in my mind and in my personal life that really warrant me uh, analyzing and, and uh, writing about. And that's of much more interest to me than, uh, you know, continuing on the commercial line that I was on in hopes that it would transpire into, you know, fame or money or what have you. I don't know. It just, I'm very happy and I'm creatively in a really great place. And, and, uh, that was my decision as hard of a decision as it was to make. That's, and that's most important. Now you did write your, your autobiography only halfway there, uh, a couple years back when you were revisiting your life at that stage, did that ever kind of have a, a, a play for you to want to create new more often with the, the book? Only half there, I think, is a is a great description of of and almost a uh, a loophole for anything that I may have claimed in the book. I mean, the parts of my personality that remain consistent, I think, above and beyond almost anything else, is 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 the process that I that I feel I employ when I write. I don't feel that how I create music at the age of forty six is any different than how I create music at the age of 22 or what have you. It's just that the stimulus and the inspiration and the, and the things that really compel me to make music are clearly different. And so in, in a sense, the, uh, the book as an analogy for that, um, is the same thing. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to go through it. I don't have a lot of, um, a lot of myself invested in thinking that what I do is of particular importance or, or significance, even though I put so much energy into it. But um, the process of writing the book a couple of years back, which is already significantly different than where I am now, probably played into it, I guess. And But, you know, I think it's all about autopilot for me and trying to remedy the mistakes that I've made in the past that will keep coming up. I mean, I tried on a couple of occasions now to be in a band strapping or DTP or whatever. And I think that it's clear to me now that one of the things I need to really consider for the future is I think I just need to hire people. I just need to choose people that are right for the music that's starting to come into my frame of mind, hire them and then move on when that's done. I think that's unfortunately what I've learned from this process. You have been very, you know, in in the past, you produced a lot of records that were very important, but you did step away from that as well about ten years ago to kind of to kind of focus on on your projects and stuff like that. It's about figuring out what I don't like. Hmm. <laughs> I think more than anything else. When I was younger, my interpretation of what it was that I thought I wanted, not just in music but in life keeps getting whittled down because when I was 15, the idea of playing a big show or, or being able to afford a house based on music or having somebody put my name on a, on a guitar pedal or something. I mean, those were the motivations at the time and that seemed entirely appropriate. But then as those things start getting checked off the list, 
I start recognizing that my motivations for this are rooted in something that has never really been entirely clear to me, but each record that goes by, I feel like I'm able to answer certain questions for myself. Strapping, for example, was really great for me because I got to explore my connection to anger or fear or what have you. And, and each record subsequently as well, like Accelerated Evolution may have been about love or depression or Infinity may have been about drugs or, or whatever the the theme was overarchingly at that particular period. By doing those albums, I'm able to sort of strip away the things that I that I maybe thought I wanted and then consequently realized were <laughs> in line with what I wanted, but maybe not exactly it. And and producing is just another example of that. I thought that maybe production would be great for me because I could just do go in at nine and finish at five and then still have a life uh, aside from that. But I realized that by doing that, that my personality type, I get just way too invested in it. And I end up absorbing the music and the bands and, and taking that energy home with me. And it, ultimately, after a couple of years, um, I realized it wasn't what I wanted to do. But to my defense, I'm just, I guess I'm the type of personality that needs to touch the electric muffin to, to see if it's <laughs> worth eating, right? I, I need to experience things to know how I feel about it. And each one of these things, unfortunately, is an example of that. And I say unfortunately because I don't like dragging people through it. I don't like um, pulling the rug out from underneath a group of individuals who have invested a lot of time and energy into this. And that sucks. But ultimately, the music for me is important enough that I'm um, – prepared to make those sacrifices if need be. I just hope that I'm clever enough in the future to not repeat these mistakes over and over and over again. And that's all we can ask for, really. I mean, as humans, we're, we have to learn, like you were just stating. Now, at this stage, though, it has been reported that you've got over 100 songs written and four new albums planned. Is that still uh, fair to say? Yeah, but I mean... Of those hundred songs, there's maybe eight that I give a shit about. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, I think that um, it's interesting. We're doing a video game for the Ziltoid thing, and um, I've got all these options for things that I could do and things that, you know, um, if I choose to invest my energy in this direction, uh, I could certainly do it. And so in a sense, I've got a blank piece of paper right now, and I'm just choosing what it is that I want to draw, which takes up the majority of the effort in this interim because whatever it is that I that I choose is going to define the next decade of my life, really, as it seems to have gone in the past. And so a lot of the writing that I've done has been without any um, trajectory and without any uh, um, objective. You know, it's just... It's uh, it's just I'm writing. I'm just sort of purging it all. And as a result of that, there's a lot that's come out. There's been some brutal sort of death metal style stuff, and there's been super new agey, chilled out stuff, and progressive stuff, and orchestral stuff. And if I was so inclined, sure, I could take those music musical ideas in in four or five really distinct directions and do what I did with DTP. 
But there's another part of me that feels like I uh, am enjoying the fact that I can take my time with it because I don't know if that's what I want to do. I mean, that's what I just finished, that whole era of, you know, addicted, key, deconstruction, epicloud, ziltoid, all that stuff. And if there's anything that I learned from the DTP experience is that the addictive part of my personality that at one point uh, caused problems, I think, with, uh, you know, food or alcohol or anything like that, that I managed to sort of get away from, just sort of manifested in work over the past 10 years. And I became addicted to that sort of productivity. And now, on the other side of the DTP thing, where I finally put my foot down, I said, you know, I don't want to sacrifice my mental health and physical well-being just to keep this boat floating. Um, I'm not as keen to pound out four different albums right now as opposed to just write, see how I feel about it, and then see where it just ends up going naturally this time as opposed to forcing it. A lot of artists will uh, tend to go overground sometimes, like even film artists like David Lynch revisited Twin Peaks and things like that. What do you think about that um, as you get older? Do you ever feel like you would want to go overground or revisit things? Well, I revisit things constantly. I mean, I've redone so much of my old music, and I think that the easy explanation for that is I just don't... The vision that I have for it is so grand that there's no way I'll ever achieve it. So I'm fine to keep taking a kick at the can to, to use updated um, technology or, or, or musical uh, performances that better enhance that. But, I mean, I'm never going to get it. It's, it's, it's Sisyphus there, right? But in terms of overground, well, there's two things. I don't mind things that are overground. I like commercial things i like commercial music and as much as i like completely underground music it's just it's music and and i'm happy to do things that are overground if it strikes me as something that is in line with my creative impulses however the second thing i would say about the overground type of uh, thinking is i'm not a big fan of being conspicuous i've never uh, craved the attention that comes with um, being known for, for this. And as much as that may seem uh, counterintuitive based on the fact that I, I'm so out there, you know what I mean? It's like my face and my name and all this sort of thing. Maybe that's just another example of me trying to weed out what it is that I like versus what I don't like. And so when it comes to overground things, I'm happy to do things that are overground. And I'm, I, you know, I, I have and I probably continue will too. But I also, it's not because that's a goal as much as just a passive interest. Who knows, man? I mean, if there's anything I can claim through all this, uh, what would appear to be confusion from the outside is I'm just really becoming happy and satisfied with what I do. And I feel that the decisions that I've made, even the ones that have been uh, mistakes, have contributed to a frame of mind that I have now that is really creatively free. And that's that seems to be a great objective right now. That That's every artist's goal in a lot of ways. Do you, do you agree or disagree? Well, that's it. Exactly, man. And I think a lot of times we get 
um, we get deluded by the thought that to have that as a goal also brings with it massive financial success, massive notoriety, headlining massive shows, like all these things. But in a certain way, even in my my really um, small way of experiencing those things I just exp- expressed, a lot of that takes away from it. You know, the um, in order to sustain that level of income and in order to sustain that level of, uh, of a touring entity and all the, the money and the crew and everything that goes into it, it requires doing that to the exclusion of everything else. And I almost think that to be uh, a creatively free artist, it's really about compromise not creatively but just in terms of life i mean there's you need to have time on your own you need to have uh time to relax you need time for your family you need time to uh, be obsessive about music or friends or your parents or making money or or doing things around the house or um traveling or playing shows it's it's about a little bit of everything for me and that's really what i'm starting to discover as being the primary motivation for me at this stage and therefore this empath record that I'm working on now what it appears to be is that it's going to be a whole bunch of different things in one place as opposed to in the past where I would sort of compartmentalize the chaos into the deconstruction and you know the uh, metaphor into ziltoid and the joyous stuff into addicted or, or anger into strapping whatever it is I think that now what I'm learning from all of this and even from what I explained about how I feel creative freedom is best manifested is that maybe this next record is everything in one place. And who knows, that may be a real turnoff for people. But ultimately, if where my creative motivations lead me to that decision, I mean, I can't argue with it, so I won't. Excellent, man. And, and that's, we don't want to, we just want to follow your journey, Devin. So it's, it's been a great time for all of us fans for the last 25 years. I want to remind everybody um, that the new DVD, Devin Townsend's Project, One Machine, live at the Ancient Roman Theater in Bulgaria, is out July 6th. You can get it in all different kinds of formats, Blu-ray, 3CD, 2DVD, but make sure you guys pre-order that today uh, and definitely check it out. Devin, always a welcome person on this show always just a great time to talk to you um and i want to thank you so much man for calling in over here to the metal sucks podcast yeah and and thank you guys so much for the constant support man it's been um it's been a lot of years and i i I see how you uh have been very proactive in in helping me out with my career and and i really appreciate it so you know to anybody who's listening that participates in this that um gets into what i do thank you as well and uh hope to talk to you next time
Sucks Podcast.
Doesn't matter if it's punk, metal, or rock. Rockabilia is your one-stop shop for all band merch. They have over 500,000 items to choose from. Hard to find stuff that you can't get anywhere else with the largest selection of music merchandise available in the world. Doesn't matter if it's hats, shirts, autograph items, patches for your battle vest. Rockabilia will have you covered. And everything is officially licensed. Don't fall for the Chinese counterfeit band merch on Amazon or the targeted Facebook post promoting a bootleg product. If you support Rockabilia, you're supporting Supporting the artists. Been around since 1987 with 30 years of giving you the best memorabilia. And for special discounts, use the promo code PC Jabberjaw. So for your punk, metal, and rock memorabilia, there's only one place to go www.rockabilia.com. And we're back. First song you guys heard is off Ocean Machine Live in Ancient Roman Theater out July 6th, guys. The first song you heard is called Truth, obviously a live version, and the second song, Regulator, also off that same record pre-order it it is phenomenal i just want to point out mm-hmm. that pete the way you segue between questions with devin was pretty impressive yeah i mean the in, the interview was whatever but the yeah. segues the segues were mm, just mm, brilliant magnifique mm-hmm. 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 we got a few more best of records <laughs> asshole faces all right <laughs> i felt that was a little aggressive uh, no was. i felt asshole face wow. was a poorly but we, that was like a seven-year-old so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've been hanging out with your kid too much. sometimes you want to strangle your kids you know <laughs> even though i'm the oldest you one you might here. as well call this booger breath <laughs> no <laughs> kidding exactly. yeah you're all right dumb heads <laughs> dumb heads <laughs> next record guys rivers of nile's new record where owls know my name this uh, i think this record has changed the band's put out nothing but great records but this record has and their younger band has really changed the evolution of them, has opened the door to them doing anything in the future. Um, I think this is going to make the majority of the top lists by the end of the year because the record is really just a next level and just such an amazing step for this band. So that record, guys, if you haven't heard it, pick it up today. Next record, the surprise 420 release by Sleep, The Sciences. Now, it's been so long since a sleep record. I think it's been 18 years or something like that. So when this record happened, the momentum of just hearing these songs just kind of like overtook you. And then when you smoked weed and heard these songs, which I didn't do, you guys? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do I, are you supposed to listen to music sober? Yeah. Yeah. Who does what the that? Fuck? Yeah. Ooh, I just want to soak it in. Shut and up. And that's probably why you guys were like, "This has got to be on the best." <laughs> and I was like, "I liked it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I want to ask you this though: for, for somebody who's been a fan of this band for so long, yes. Did the did the uh, did the songs match the yeah. build up? Uh, yeah. Um. The build. Yeah. Because there was no build up. They just surprise released it. So, but I mean, I mean, the weight. The weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I, I'll tell you right now, it was. Just a pure smile from from ear to ear every single track I heard. So yeah, I was wow. That sounds so metal. I know, dude. It's like one of the Pete's album review. Pete's album review. Pure smiles. All in all, you know, I mean, goat whore. Pure smiles. Here's my review. Five sunshines. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbhead. Next record. Yes, sleep. The science is excellent. Next record, guys. uh, Isan's latest. Amir is uh, just every every solo record he's put out is always on the top list for me i i love isan i love emperor is definitely one of my favorite bands but his solo journey is where i I, it's just you never know where he's gonna go it's it's always just a fantastic songwriting type of thing reminds me a lot of devon town said where i just you never know where it's gonna take you but it always takes you in a fucking great great fucking place so the new run from isan definitely up there next record guys will haven's latest Maybe their last Muerte. Um, 
This is a band that I loved growing up. One of those bands that really broke me away from the new metal and all that stuff during that time where I couldn't get away from it. Uh, I needed to find these bands and Will Haven is just such an important band to me and uh, a gateway to so many hardcore bands and all those things. But their latest record, same like everybody else. It's just, it's, they've aged, they've grown, their music has grown with them. And I want you guys to hear the track right now off of Will Haven's last record, Muerte, Winds of Change.
Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Next one, guys. Why are you guys being French? <laughs> I don't know. Pete just brought it out of me. That's a good point. And maybe when I, now I want to go run and hide. Aww. Oh, sorry. Next record, guys, the latest from At The Gates, the second one since they re- reunited. I prefer this one over the, the, the reunited record. I think that they really took it out of the park on this one. I'm Do you the- think the reunited record was like them trying to find each other again in this one? They were like, all right, now we're back on track, would you say? No, I, I love both. I know you love both. But, but this one, for some reason, this- grabbed me more. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 re- the, the record when they reunited was... Uh, where, where did it grab you? Ashless chaps, fucking yeah. and rocking in the power bottom. That's right. Power. In, in the firepower. In the firepower bottom. I don't. I don't even know if that's. That was very even, ominous. Yeah, that's know. what I have right here. It says ominous sound. I don't, I don't even. I don't even know if that was a callback. No, we I don't wasn't. even know what we're doing no. right there. It just sounded creepy. No, you saying people grabbed me. So, anyways, uh, we're just gonna play the title track, guys, and let you fucking hear it. It's 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 a joy. Here's the title track at the gates to drink from the night itself.
We're back. Just fucking dude. And is there a more metal name for an album ever? To drink from the night itself. Seriously, God that is the damn. most metal. Like, yeah. it makes me want to go out and paint my entire body black. Yeah. I don't know what to do, but <laughs> maybe not it my, just inspires something. Maybe not my entire body. Not but your like, face, Jocelyn. Yeah. yeah. No, just, maybe, my body. Just, just my body and I'll leave my face Just makes me want to paint my face like Jack Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> the Pumpkin King. You know That's it's right. metal when you don't know what you want to do with yourself, yeah, but you know like, it involves oh. blackness. Yeah, blackness, maybe a couple razors. Blades. <laughs> no razor blades. Cut the knuckles. What? Sorry. <laughs> Two more records uh, we want to <laughs> touch base on before we let you guys go. Uh, the next one on the list, the latest from Black Label Society, Grimmest Hits. Brandon, this is one of your favorites of the year, right? Oh, I love Zach Wilde. Oh, Everything, know, he Everything. Everything he does. Everything he does. No, I'm not going to say that every song. This is the one thing with, with Black Label Society, like, Usually, whole albums, like, I like the albums, but, like, some songs really stand out more than others. But I thought this was, like, a good one, like, all the way through. No, this one, I I agree with you on this. You know, and Zach Wilde, anytime you can hear him, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like an asshole because I've missed Zach Sabbath a hundred times. You know I mean? Like, Mm. not a hundred times, twice. But, I mean, it felt like a hundred times. Yeah. Because it's like, because anytime you get to see that giant Viking shred on the guitar you're watching it's you're watching a unicorn it's you, magic yeah, yeah you're not expecting to see something like yeah that. and he like I, I think i told you guys i might have said it on the show but when i saw zach sabbath with clutch he came out in the crowd and did a guitar solo behind his head when they were doing war pigs oh. it's like this is this is the opening act i'm what? like dude clutch good luck and then clutch killed him so here's the thing though <laughs> here's the thing zach wild when it comes to war pigs he's probably been playing that song since before he had right. pubes you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean he's like i could do this behind yeah. that whatever dum-dums you know what i mean yeah. like, hey to me it was it was impressive, man. Oh god, was I really here's in the, the crowd, dog. They're in coming. The crowd. He's actually the guitar player for Ozzy for the No More Tours two. Yes, uh, going on, and that, that's actually coming to town here. Yeah, I cannot wait to see that. <sighs> and all, dude, Pete, you know me. There's one song I just want to see him doing with Zach and with Zach back on guitar. Perry Mason. Perry Mason. Give me They're Perry not, Mason. Nobody's gonna play Perry dude, Mason. Bro. <laughs> Perry Mason. Nobody is. Dude, he this fucking Perry? crushes. Dude, that guitar solo that Zach pulls off is. Rushes. Can we can we just say this one more time on the show? Every time me and Brandon see Ozzy, he's like, they're gonna play Perry Mason. They're never gonna play they're it. Never gonna I swear play. To God, if Perry he does, Mason. if he does, you guys <laughs> both owe me a sandwich with no spit on it. I'm gonna spit all <laughs> over that sandwich, but you fine. I take that bet. Bro, I'll buy you a sandwich if they play Perry Mason. And the last record, guys, that we think you gotta hear before the rest of this year goes by is the uh, latest debut kind of record, but really not. Like the Torch Revival. Howard Jones on this record. And Jocelyn, she's going to talk more about it because this is pretty much her record of the year right now. This is by far my record of the year because it's one of those that I didn't even realize I had listened to the whole album. I sat down and I started it. And before long, I had been sitting in my car in a parking lot and had been there for about an hour <laughs> and mm. had just listened to song after song after song. I have, lo- I have loved Howard Jones since I was about 14 years old. And this is, a, is one of my favorites by far. It is one of the best. It rips, it shreds, it's good. The lyrics are amazing. Like front to back, you cannot go wrong with any song on this album. Now, how much weed did you smoke before you? Zero, because I was driving and I'm an uh, adult. Oh. A pussy adult. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why don't you go put your assless chaps on? <laughs> I'm gonna. Tough guy. I like the booties on my butt cheeks. And I actually I agree with her on a lot of it. I think this record lyrically and everything that he, they put out on, on this record, especially the turmoil that was happening with Devil You Know, um, I, I think he knocked it out of the park. And I hope it does get some credit. A lot of times when, when, when the guys are a little more mainstream, they don't get the credit. Like we were talking about with the Jews Priest and yeah. the Black Label Society. Uh, or like the like the torch, but when they put out records that, like you said, from front to back are as fucking awesome as well, these are. Right. And speaking of, you were talking about the older bands like the Black Label and the Judas Priest and yep. stuff. I just think when you're a band like that, the number one thing working against you when you're putting out a new album is nostalgia. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants to hear. Yeah. You know, everybody. I mean, I you, grew it's up. It's a with, lose lose. People are going to criticize you for not changing, and then right. people are going to cr- criticizing you for, for changing, changing too much. Yeah. yeah. It's a, there's there's a happy medium out there, and I think and I think that's that's the one thing though. Like if you are a band like this and you've been around for a while, I'm talking like you know Judas Priest and Zach, yeah, you know Black Label Society. Uh, you know if you can learn if you can learn how to grow with your music, then you're going to be fine. That's the thing. Like you look at Howard Jones. I mean, it's like he's done the same thing. Yeah. You know? All right, guys, and so we're going to play a track off that record, Like the Torch. The record's called Revival. This one's called The Safety of Disbelief. I can- There's nothing left that we can 
right, guys, and that is our best of so far. A lot of music this episode. We like to play tracks. We love promoting the music. We love you guys hearing the songs that we're listening to. Got to thank Devin Townsend for his time. Once again, guys, make sure you pre-order Ocean Machine live at the Ancient Roman Theater. It is out July 6th. And with that, guys, we will see you next week when we'll be doing Metal Sucks News Stories, talking shit, and these asshole faces will still be here. Oh. The Metal I'm so bad at this. Podcast. <laughs> Signing off. So bad at this. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.